Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, hello everyone, and you join us here today with our wallets a little bit lighter because over some of the last few videos, Tom, we've we've spoken about some pretty expensive watches, and I thought it'd be nice to go back to watches that are less than a thousand bucks. I know I know that's a, a price point that you can get on board with, but I'm going to throw something else into the mix here. Chinese. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel controversial, Andrew. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so we've had a thing over our many watch years. With regards to Chinese watches, when you think of a Chinese watch, you often think of a fake. China is the place where a lot of these fake watches come from. And a lot of those fakes have become very high quality, which inevitably leads to the question, why don't these Chinese brands make their own watches? Well, I mean, the obvious answer to that is you don't have to market a brand like Rolex when it's faked. That, that work's already done for you. Yeah. But... They have a capability. I would love to be able to see what they can do with it. And, um, well, Tom, you've, you've seen a few of those watches. We've had a few in our hands. And what's your what's your feedback been on those? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the ones that spring to mind have been very unusual. Yeah. The one that off the top of my head is the Atawak, which was, um, I can't... How would you describe the uh, the display on that? Um, insanium in the cranium? Sure, yeah. Something along that, are those lines. But yeah, a completely unique rotating display that does something different. That's right. That is interesting, unusual. Not a fake Rolex. No, exactly, yeah. I'm sure there are more down-to-earth, readable timepieces out there from um, Chinese brands. But um, yeah, I think what's really interesting is how far they seem to be pushing the boundaries of design and, and movements as well, mechanisms and, and, and complications and things like that. Well, talking about the classical, we've, we've got that seagull tourbillon kicking around. And well, $600 for a tourbillon watch. It continues to function perfectly well. It's one of the first things, if we ever have a guest, it's one of the first things I show them. It's like, look, look at this, there's a tourbillon. $600 this cost, and it, it blows people's minds. Yeah, it almost doesn't have the right to be that good, does it, no. um, when you see it? <laughs> you pick it up and you look at it and you say, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. It's a fantastic watch. It really, really is. Uh, it's not just good quality for $500. It's, it's pretty decent quality, and you get a functioning tourbillon. 
Uh, we saw that Sega design recently. Yeah, that was that picked up a, a, a gong or a golden hand or a gotcha or whatever they call it at the uh, Grand Prix de l'Algerie. <laughs> a bronze fister. Um, so yeah, yeah, award-winning designs coming out of China. So um, yeah, really interesting. I was talking to someone yesterday. We were talking about books. And uh, and I was asking them for some... Re- I'm a very slow reader, right? So they've read a number of different Booker Prize winning books. And I asked for some recommendations and they gave me some. And they said, oh, do you know, a lot of the books I've recommended there are Western books, but there are some really great books as well that have come out of different places. And one of the places he said was India. Right. And it occurred to me then that it was the first time in my life that I'd ever considered that someone in India might write a book. Right. Not because I have anything against people from India. It just those two pieces of information had never crossed paths before. Sure. And I, I, I get a similar experience with some of these Chinese watches. It's like, yeah, well, of course they can make watches. We've seen the quality of the fake watches they make. We start to see things like tourbillons, high complications, sapphire watches, like fully sapphire cased and bracelet watches. And then it occurs to you, well, of course they can make these things. They make most things in the world. Yeah, <laughs> there is a vibe around luxury watches that is Swiss or get the fudge out, isn't it? Um, yeah. So that's why you probably don't often think too far from those shores. But yeah. yeah. Germany and Japan get in on a guest invite, I think. Uh, the, the Switzerland's like, they're with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think where we're at now with Chinese watches is more takes on the unusual and interesting, inspiration-led, which brings us to... The, I don't, I have got no idea how to pronounce this, so I'm going to say it in three different ways for you. Fantasos, 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 Triclops. Now, this is a look that I'm sure you are very, very familiar with. Um, you've seen, you've seen Orverk, haven't you, Tom? Sure, yeah, they're the guys that they're um, just making watches for the time being until the technology catches up and then they'll start making real spaceships. Is that them? <laughs> That's absolutely them, yeah. So um, a long, long time ago, a guy called Max Busser was in charge of a watch and jewellery company called Harry Winston. And he wanted to kickstart the watch output from there. And he decided to do this Opus collection Watches built by up-and-coming watchmakers who are just like absolutely top-notch, whose abilities, design, finishing, whatever, is just completely out there. Yeah, we talked about them. The 14th one that looks like a jukebox. Oh, that's yeah, exactly. They're, they're very same. Go back to the fifth one. Right. And it looked very much like this Fantasos because he had approached Felix Baumgartner. You know Felix Baumgartner. Oh, yeah, the guy who jumped out of the balloon um, because Zenith dared him to. It's all connected. (laughs) Um, A different Felix Baumgartner, but that'd be great. Great credentials. (laughs) Awesome watch brand, jumps out of balloons. What doesn't he do? But no, a a different one, um, unfortunately. Uh, He was an up-and-coming watchmaker, and Max Busser got him to make an Opus watch number five, and Felix introduced this very strange, very unusual rotating satellite complication where little blocks with numbers on would be form part of a hand that pointed at a dial like you would expect, but those blocks would rotate every hour and show you a new hour number. Right. That sparked Orverk. Felix Baumgartner then went and took that complication and made it his own in, in Orverk. And Max Busser, who was in charge of Harry Winston, then went on to do MBNF. A very similar kind of brand. So now you see things like the UR220, which then has inspired this 
Fantasos. It looks incredible if we think of watches as having a marriage of three elements, design, engineering and communication. This has got all three of those presented in a very unique way. Um, it's got a very futuristic alien design element. Um, it's got a unique complication and um, the communication of the time is very unique as well and I think you know you'd be able to do it at a glance as well if you uh, with a little bit of practice well can can you read the time on this uh yeah so so what you've got going on is the minutes are denoted across the top yeah uh in five minute chunks yep and then the hour is pointing at those minutes so that's the hour and then when they it's sort of like a retrograde thing so when that hour reaches the end of its travel there a new hour will come round and that will read the minutes and the hour will be represented by that part of the triclops, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So yeah, it's actually quite an easy watch to read because really the refinement of this complication has been done by the brand that did it first, Allwork, Felix Baumgartner. So all it leaves then really is for the Chinese brands, for Fantasos, to figure out how to do that at a more affordable price. We'll get to the price in a minute. Um, some specs on this watch, Tom. Do you have them for me? So it's a 316L steel case, which is nice. Quite a nice angular case. Yeah, big bevels. I like big bevels in a watch. <laughs> yeah, I like big bevels and I can't lie. 42 <laughs> millimetres across. So that's not too bad. It's all relative to how where you stand on the Dwayne Johnson scale, really. But um, <laughs> no, for, this, for this type of watch, 42mm is probably fine. You wouldn't want a 37mm Orverk. That would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, sapphire crystal and uh, a Miyota movement. Um, mm. So a little, bit, a little bit of Japanese in there. Yeah. Plus minus 10 seconds a day. So this isn't going to be something that defecates the bed on the first evening <laughs> when the, the movement explodes. Yeah. It should run. Well, I hesitate to say that because I, I can't tell you for sure, but the Myota part should function and function well. Mm. So um, 36 hours of power reserve, which I suppose is, mm, that's okay, medium. Yeah. It's, you know, it takes a lot of power to rotate them cubes. So there's that. <laughs> uh, steel or PVD in black. Green, black, white markers. There's a blue dial as well. Strap, bracelet, your choice. Uh, 500 pieces per colour they're offering. But the biggest and most impressive thing of all of these specs the entry level price tom i can i can scarcely say it because it seems so low 598 dollars how much for an all work ur220 um 160,000 dollars okay yeah so substantial savings there yeah <laughs> you could buy all of the 500 pieces of each color of these watches and still be nowhere near the all work <laughs> That's obviously not to say that this watch is better quality than Norvirk. It most certainly won't be. Really, the question is, it's going to be reasonable quality. It'll be fine. Is it going to be reliable enough to warrant spending that money? If you would absolutely love an Norvirk-style watch, but you don't have house money to spend. What do you think, Tom? Would something like this tempt you if you were, if you were in the market for an Norvirk alike? Yeah, I think so. I think that should a work be worried is the question um because yeah i think you can get you could get a taste of this alien design watch on your wrist for a fraction of the price yeah it's like my my first oil work isn't it i suppose you could say um, or is that a bit reductive <laughs> well it's not made of plastic so you can't cut yourself on it or anything like that yeah but, sure but no 
if you are someone who is considering buying an Ulverk and you're just not sure about that look and feel, you can buy one of these. Smash it about for a few weeks and see whether it grabs you and then go for the real deal. Go for the full-blown, proper $160,000 Ulverk. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, China's a, a big, big market, isn't it? <laughs> That's saying something. It's probably one of the <laughs> biggest. Yeah, so... Are they going to start buying homemade? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, wh- where does this lead? Will the Chinese market be able to elevate its perception of quality to a higher level? Because let's not forget, a lot of high-quality Western brands have a lot of their things that they sell made in China. They will be assembled in the UK or America or whatever. Finished that last little bit of whatever it takes to legally say it's made in that country. But a lot of the core components are made in China. Mm. This is this is true of cars, hi-fi, cameras, watches, all sorts. So I wonder, are we seeing the turning tide for respect for Chinese watches? Maybe not for the old guard, but you can imagine the up-and-coming younger market of watch buyers who might buy a fossil watch or a diesel watch will they look to this and go oh that's really cool and buy more of these and this becomes an acceptable thing for a new generation where us old curmudgeonly types would say made in china i want swiss be really interesting to see i suppose one of the big question marks over chinese brands um the thing that people always worry about is reliability and quality isn't it and obviously china being a huge market for luxury goods they're going to be value they're they're going to value those things as well aren't they so um how are they going to feel about this homemade stuff you know they they know how the mechanical sausage is made so they're gonna (laughs) they're gonna still look for those things but yeah like you say i think yeah that the the younger buyer might start um looking to this as an entry uh, as an entry point so yeah that's quite interesting it would be very very interesting to see because in in china they love western brands for the kudos and history. Mm. I wonder at what point that will start ticking over to pride in homegrown brands. Yeah. I guess we'll see over the next uh, few decades. Um, Certainly something to think about. Uh, Dear viewer and listener, what are your thoughts? Let us know. This is a very big open topic that's really unfolding in front of our eyes as we we sit here. Uh, And uh, I'd love to see what you think. So while Tom and I go and munch on the mechanical sausage, um, please do subscribe if you enjoy this content and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.